Hi and welcome to another episode of MA's podcast. With me today, we've got a really special guest. He is an ex-professional fighter with over 80 fights under his belt and also a coach to Muay Thai Muppets. Welcome, welcome, Jason Woodham. That mighty good. How you nice doing? Setup right. you got, yeah. It is, yeah. it is a nice little setup, isn't it? It's good. <laughs> you know, a little open fire, it's a bit hot though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, do you want to tell the listeners or the viewers a little bit more about who yeah. Jason is? Well. Jason Woodham, uh, from yeah. UK originally, hmm. moved out here 10 years ago, uh, worked for a few gyms here and there, and then uh, we started up the Muay Thai Muppets five years ago here, partnering with Gym Nation, and then obviously before that, my story goes back well, 20, 25, 25 years now, I've been training Muay Thai, yeah, okay. since 1999. Oh, nice. I'll tell you the month as well, September. I don't know why they ever stuck in my head. <laughs> so September 99, I started. And um, okay. it's that typical thing of like when you walk in the gym, I just saw it all going on. I was like, oh, this is for me. Yeah. It's just, I just loved it. I was watching Jackie Chan films and all that. And I thought, oh, now I could copy it. Like, yeah. you know, I can be like Jackie Chan. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just went from there. Lived in the UK for nine years. Um, fighting all of the best fighters in the UK. Managed to get to about six or seven in the UK rankings. Wow. In all different weight classes. And then uh, moved to Thailand in 2009. Spent three years there. Mm-hmm. That was when I racked up most of my fights. I had about 50 fights in two and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was what was that? Like a fight every weekend or something like Pretty that? Pretty much. That's yeah. like, I remember one time I fought in a tournament on a Friday. So that was two fights and then okay. fought on the Sunday. So that's three fights in a, in a oh, weekend. Wow. <laughs> Which is quite, oh. quite common now with the amateur championships and stuff. Yeah, yeah you but that's like with, with pads with pro and fights, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then fighting abroad quite a lot. Wow. And uh, yeah, and then uh, moved back to England for a year and then came out here, started my coaching career. So what what um, came up with the decision and the fact that, oh, you're just going to move to Thailand and you're going to fight over there? I just sort of got to a point where I'd fought everybody in my weight class in the UK. It's won some, lost some, fought some guys in higher weight classes. Sometimes I went down to like 67 kilos, which is probably my better weight class now looking back. And then, um, yeah, I was... Um, Sort of like just stuck. I was just um, driving a forklift just to keep, make ends meet. But I was doing that for like eight years. And I was like, eight years, it's gone so quick. I'm 20, 26 already. And I started there when I was 17. I'd already wow. found Thai boxing at 15. Yeah. So I wasn't really worried about a career. I just needed something to make money so I could go training every night. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to do this for. So I um, actually tried out for the fire service. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. Okay. And I managed to bugger that up and uh, mess up the fitness test, would you believe it? Uh, oh, no. passed all the bleep tests and everything, but there was one um, dexterity test at the end, and I've done a like a tube up and missed a coil. Oh no! It was just like really stupid. Like it was like I can't even remember what it was now. But then you had to wait another year to apply again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that's it. Now it's either stay here, stay in this factory, or go and do this Thai boxing thing properly. So then I just spoke to my dad, and he was like, um, yeah, if you want to do it, then do it seriously. Whatever money you've got, and uh, whatever like little, because I had some debts, some like overdraft and stuff as you yeah. do when you're younger. Yeah. He said, clear that, and then I'll double it, and then you just go out to Thailand for as, as long as you can. So awesome. I spent like the next six, seven months clearing all my debt, staying in, saving money, and I flew out nice. to Thailand. Originally, I was only supposed to go for three months. And then? And then, then uh, I just stayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the gym owner at uh, Lamai Muay Thai, okay. Ralph, he said, uh, he had a look at my visa. He said, oh, you've got a three-month visa, but it's a three-month multiple-entry visa, which means mm. every time I left, 
I got another three months for it for a whole oh, year. Nice. Okay. So I didn't need to change it. So, so yeah. if you don't, you've got nothing to go back for. Just stay. We'll just keep getting your fights and let's see where we can take this. Oh, nice, nice. So yeah, is that? Um, years, you said Lamai Gym is where. Yeah, Lamai Muay Thai. Yeah. And and where is that exactly? In Koh Samui. In Koh Samui. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. And yeah, you think good. you think uh, you've improved a lot and. In oh the... yeah, yeah, so much. And so yeah, even in the like the first two months I was there, I improved a lot. It was going from like doing it from like, as you know, you've been in the UK, most sessions are an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, yeah, that's true, sometimes yeah. you can't make it every single night because life gets in the way. Yeah. So you're lucky if you can get 10 hours training in a week. Yeah. When you're in Thailand, you're doing like four or five hours a day and, and that's it, you know, and that's all you're doing. You've got oh. nothing else to worry about. So you wake up in the morning, morning train, session. Yeah. Yeah, wake up in the morning training, running, clinching, sparring, bag work, pads, and then you just have your breakfast and go to sleep. And then just wait yeah. for your next training session. So you've just literally got just that to focus on. So there's, you've got yeah. no option apart from to get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like train, eat, sleep, yeah. repeat. That's it, Every yeah. single time. Nothing else to worry about. Yeah, I yeah, suppose, perfect. Yeah. And then, And then when the fights came along, how did you know that? On what weight was your um, fight sat, for example? Well, looking back now, and I look at pictures, I could have probably made 63 kilos, 63.5. Yeah, Because I used to walk around You're about... Taller six, than me as well. Yeah, I struggle getting I used to 63. walk around about 69, 70. Oh, wow. So if I'd actually went on like a diet with the nutrition advice there is out, now, out there now mm -hmm. and how to cut weight and stuff, yeah, I could have easily got down to 63.5. But because I'm six foot... I used to just fight at 70 because I never, I never, used, to give, I never oh. used to give height away, but everyone was massive. Yeah. So I'd give everyone in like the top end of the, the scale a good fight, but I just couldn't beat them because I wasn't big enough. But when I was a fight down at 65 or 67, I used to do really well. But like I say, like having 50, 50 odd fights in two and a half years, three years, mm -hmm. I was just fighting whoever, whenever, you know? Yeah. And you know, I needed the money. So if you've got a fight abroad, most fights abroad are like $1,000, which back then was 30,000 baht. So mm -hmm. you never you never turned them down, you know. It's like yeah. you get an opportunity to jump in on on a show, you just jumped in, just did it, absolutely, whatever weight. And what stadium were you fighting in? In uh, Samui, we was trained in uh, Petbunchar okay. and um, what's the other one called? Chowang Stadium. Chowang. So that was like your little. You could sort of say like warm up fights. They were never yeah. really really hard fights. But they were the ones that sort of kept you ticking over and like like you learning nice. fights, and then you'd get your bigger fights abroad. And stuff like that. And what was your bigger fights? Uh, the bigger ones were in uh, Hong Kong when they used to fight in the uh, I-1. They were quite good oh, fights. Yeah. And uh, they did it well because they, they sort of were trying to fix the weight cutting problems. They were doing um, check weights two days before. Two days, yeah. So you had like two days to recover. That was their idea of it. But yeah. what it did was like the bigger, massive guys just, just come in lose like 10, more 15 weight. Kilos. Yeah, so, <laughs> so me, I was like, oh, cool, I can do this. So I used yeah. to fight 65 kilos over there. Mm. And I did really well. Oh. So I was fighting people like that big. You know, I'm like, yeah, like literally. There. And then literally. I thought, oh, well, this, is, this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, because when you fight people who are too big, it's not that they're hurting you anymore. It's just that your shots are just sort of bouncing off of theirs. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's demoralizing after one. It makes you tired. It's like hitting a heavy bag. Yeah. You've got a really light punch bag. It's easy to work. When you've yeah. got a big heavy bag, it's like, oh. Absolutely. You know? So it's the same. So those shows are big. Fought in Cambodia quite a lot. One time, four of us went to Cambodia and we had such good fights. They gave us an extra $1,000. Okay. We got a 60,000 baht, all four of us. Oh, that nice. was cool. Okay. Yeah, everywhere. Iran. Australia, New Zealand. Oh, nice. You've been all over, huh? Yeah. Mongolia. Mongolia as well. Uzbekistan. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I've got it written down somewhere. There's loads of places we went to. So so you're saying basically that the heavier weight you fight in, the yeah. more tired you get? 
Yeah, yeah, because of my shots and not having any effect on them. Yeah. And then when they hit me, it was like being hit by a truck, you I, know. I it's the only time I've ever, ever been knocked out cold was when I fought a 72.5. 72, yeah, which yeah, is, I suppose, heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine now I'm only 78, 76 now. Oh, yeah, I'm 78, like, It's like 15 yeah. years later. Yeah. You know, it's so a 72.5. I had no business there. Yeah. And that was the only time I ever got knocked out cold in uh, Malaysia on a TV show. A reality TV show they did. Oh, no. Out before I hit the deck. That was nice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. I've yeah. been there. It's not a nice feeling. That's not so bad. It's better than taking a body shot because at least you're asleep and you just wake up. Yeah. When you get knocked out of a body shot, you got to lay there and suffer that in front of everybody. Yeah. yeah that's the worst. Yeah. But actually getting knocked out um, cold, the first time ever time and only ever time it happened to me, I was a bit like, boom. And you wake up, you're like, what happened there? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a strange feeling. Confusing. Yeah, yeah. Very confusing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so then you um, had that career and then you decided <clears throat> you're just going to be opening Muay Thai uh, Muppets. Yeah, that was a little while later. I went back to England for a year. Okay. I had um, three more fights. One in Belgium, tournament in Sweden, then a world title fight. No, world title fight in uh, Austria. Again, mm -hmm. at 72.5. I don't know why I did that. And then... Um, one more fight in uh, Belgium. That was the last. That was the last. My last proper fight. When I said, "Okay, I'm going to call it a day now," so yeah. I sort of just got to a level where I could sort of beat people who were set up B B plus fighters. Mm -hmm. But then when you was getting up to the A A class fighters and A A plus, I just wasn't good enough. I just didn't want to just float around just fighting for the sake of fighting. Yeah. So now I just said to myself, yeah. "Right, okay, I'm only thirty, but." I just, I just ain't good enough to get anywhere else with this. So mm. I'm just going to call it a day. And I'd already yeah. had like 86 fights, yeah, 50 odd fights in wow. in three years. Yeah. And if anyone's ever seen my fights, they're not like slow paced. No, no. no they're the fight, it, yeah, so it take, took its toll. So then, uh, yeah, and then we came here and um, yeah, just started coaching here. Just in a few gyms. Uh, originally, I came out, I spoke to um, Tam Khan because he's a friend okay. from uh, Southend. Yeah. He's, uh, he used to train at the MMA gym downstairs from us in uh, okay. England. So I knew him. We went to his original gym, Glory MMA. Mm -hmm. Then they had some problems. They shut down and we went to another gym. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, they had some problems with the other owners, this the Dubai thing, you know. It's like yeah, sometimes yeah. you get involved with people and you don't get on down the line. It's like normal, normal business. Yeah, happens. absolutely. And, um, uh, and then I stayed at that gym for a while because my visa was already with the other partner. Mm -hmm. And then um, that gym closed down. And then I uh, went to Tam at TK, just a bit of freelancing. And then eventually uh, Gym Nation opened up and they had uh, combat areas. And okay. uh, I had my own trade license by that nice. time. So I'd already opened up my own little trade license to do my own PTs and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just contacted them and said, um, have you got anyone using the combat areas? Um, would you like to have a chat about maybe partnering up? Um, I'll do the classes in there. We can do a, a, a split on the revenue or whatever. Awesome. And uh Went down there and met him, and it turned out it was uh, two really nice blokes, one from England and uh, one from New Zealand, uh, Frank and uh, Lauren. Right. And we just got on, like, house on fire straight away. It was like, it was mates Great. straight away, you know? Yeah. It's just, everything's been super easy since. So it was oh, nice. five years ago, and we've got oh, wow. five five gyms on the go now. Oh, All great. different coaches in, yeah. Growing business, huh? Yeah, it's doing That's good. Great. I hope we're going to go out to Saudi as well. <clears throat> and I'm and seeing a lot of uh, Saudi as well, yeah? Mm. Uh, there's a lot of things that are happening over there now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think exactly, yeah. We've got a lot of projects happening. So yeah, I've seen like 
I've been following you obviously on Instagram. I've been seeing like a lot of things that's been going on with the Muay Thai Muppets community growing. Yeah. And um, uh, you, you've got a couple of fighters that are actually fighting yeah. out in shows like Kuwait. You've yeah. got like, one championships and all yeah. of that. Yeah. So how do you prep him for a fight? Well, he, uh, we started off with um, just a few few fighters that were doing like local shows here, and yeah. then um, eventually the um, UAE Muay Thai Federation was formed, and they started doing amateur events. Yeah, and then that was when I could sort of show everybody my like actual coaching skills because all I can teach a group, and we have a good community, and we can teach beginners. Like I can actually teach people how to fight mm -hmm. like, really well because I've got yeah. a lot of experience. So that was when we started getting noticed, and then more and more fighters were coming to uh, train with us. And uh, initially they were just joining in on the group class and I was just getting them to do extra stuff. And then I was like, now nah, you lot need to be doing more really. So we, we decided between them, because a lot of them are doing their own personal training jobs or um, other different jobs or whatever. So I asked like four or five of them, like what would be a good time to train? And they all agreed about 11 a.m., which was good. So what we do is we train at 11 and then it mixes it into the group class as well. Okay. <clears throat> so at 11 o'clock, They'll come in, they do um, shadow boxing or skipping, depending on what day it is. Then a few um, technical drills, again, depending on what day, as I've got, got it all up on the board. So like Mondays we'll do, and again, it's, it's complicated because they do kickboxing shows and Muay Thai. Yeah. So we have to train them different yeah. for the kickboxing and the Muay Thai. Sure. So once we get them, um, if there's a Muay Thai event coming up, we'll do a lot of clinching. Yeah. So every day we'll clinch. Yeah. But then one day we'll do boxing sparring, which is normally on a Tuesday. And then Thursday's full sparring, but every day they'll be doing clinching. Oh, nice. So if they're doing boxing sparring, that mm -hmm. day we'll do a lot of boxing drills, yeah. counter drills, footwork, et cetera. And then they spar and then they'll do the pads and uh, bag work in the class with the, the group. Mm -hmm. So actually the 12 PM class are growing with the fighters each week because they're, they're doing sort of a lot of stuff the fighters are doing. Yeah. So each one of their sessions is about two hours. And like I say, depending whether they're doing Muay Thai or kickboxing is mm -hmm. how the schedule is going to go. Yeah. Right. And um, so you've seen the growth of the UAE Muay Thai. Mm. And, and do you reckon it's going in the right direction? Or there's a little confusion between the kickboxing and the Muay Thai? And, or is no, it it's good. It's like, yeah. like I said, I've been here 10 years. There was nothing when I got here. I yeah. think um, the only people that were doing events were uh, KO Gym and the Marina. Yeah. And they were like one or two a year, maybe. And that, that was it, you know, like professional shows. Mm -hmm. But the um, UAE Muay Thai Federation are doing really well with all the stuff they're doing. They put on like a kickboxing event. Yeah. And then next one will be a Muay Thai event. Okay. Which is, which is good, you know. Yeah. But it's um we just need a few more professional events really. Yeah. But it's difficult. I know it's difficult because I've promoted shows before and it's like if you put a professional event on, you have to sell all the tickets, you have to get somebody that's gonna sell lots of tickets, etc. Yeah. So it's not so easy. But hopefully yeah. we can build, keep building on the amateurs yeah. and get them a little profile. And mm -hmm. build them up as like characters, and then they will have a following, and yeah. then they can go on to the professional events, and and they can bring their friends, and they'll have some fans, and we can fill these little yeah. little shows up and have a few more. Yeah, you don't yeah. remember when we people were talking about Dubai? Some people were like, Dubai is not a country; it's just a city. Yeah. <laughs> the you know, amount of times I've had that it's conversation. Just, it's just a city. It's like it's just a small city. That's right. So yeah. you know, like to get like lots and lots of shows on all the time is going to be difficult because yeah. there's so much going on as well. Like, yeah. like tonight, if we go on, if we go now on like Platinum List, there'll be like amazing things going on yeah, on yeah, a yeah. Sunday. For sure. Like in the for UK, sure. if there's a Thai boxing show going on in my hometown in South End, that's the best thing that's happened for about a year. Yeah. So you can fill it up, you know. So it's, <laughs> it's, always, it's always that little cat and mouse game here with the Muay yeah. Thai. But I think it's getting more popular, especially with like one championship and stuff like that. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's a lot of, a lot of gyms now as well, yeah. which is good.
yeah, a little bit of the Eastern culture is affecting us towards uh, improving uh, the sport of Muay Thai. And um, for those who don't know, can you tell them the difference between what Muay Thai is and what kickboxing is? Yeah, so basically, the basic um, uh, thing of Muay Thai and kickboxing, Muay Thai, you're allowed to use elbows and uh, the knees, but the knees, and you're allowed to grab. And basically, you can hold and, and clinch and wrestle standing up and kneeing. You could do that for the whole round as long as there's action going on. Yeah. And um, mu uh, Muay Thai used to, well, it used to be, was five three-minute rounds and kickboxing was three-minute rounds, but there's a lot of modified rules now. Yeah. So there's a lot of free three-minute rounds. So basically, mm -hmm. the main thing is the elbows and the clinching. Okay. And the, the, the tempo of kickboxing is a little bit different as well. So kickboxing, you can take kicks on the arms, and if you kick on the arm and you counter back, it's like an even exchange. But in Thai boxing, if you get kicked on the arm, that's a bigger score. Okay. You know, so you have to be blocking the kicks with your shin and leaning out of the way, and it's more about like protecting your points. Okay. But kickboxing is like you got to be there on each other, and it's 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 a little bit faster pace. Yeah. Different tempo, different combinations, and some things just don't work in in uh in Thai boxing or wooden kickboxing because of the elbow yeah. as well. Yeah. You can make longer combinations and sit in the pocket in kickboxing because you haven't got That's to be true. worried about being elbowed. Yeah, yeah. But in Thai boxing, if you sat there, sat your feet down and made a like a boxing combination, <laughs> someone boop. Elbow or knee up to the face, grab the head. Absolutely, there's a little bit different tempo and uh, strategies involved. Yeah. And and you were just talking about actually between five rounds and three rounds. Mm. Nowadays, you see a lot of shows that want you know like knockout styles. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's yeah. why they try and compress it and keep it a bit higher tempo. And I guess that's something to do with um, old school Muay Thai and new school Muay Thai, isn't it? Because yeah. old school Muay Thai is like first couple of rounds is just yeah, having yeah. a feel around it and everything. Yeah. What do you think of how the Muay Thai direction is going <coughs> with that? I like it. Okay. I like it. I've always known, because always people have said to me, why is this Thai boxing thing not, not bigger? And I always knew, like, one, people don't like the music that's playing, because yeah. they have, like, a band playing that yeah. like, plays like... Yeah. And basically, you, <laughs> in the olden days, that was what they fought at war, to war with for rhythm. Yeah. So now they use it for rhythm. And as the fight yeah. goes on, it gets faster. Yeah. And at the beginning of the fight, there's the Ramoy Y crew where they do like a dance to respect their yeah. teacher's teacher and bless the ring and stuff, which mm -hmm. I like it. I like all the culture and stuff of the Muay Thai. And I, I, I grew up with it, you know. I yeah. had all the Rajas, this little armband and that Moncorn and stuff. Yeah. I grew up with it all. But I always knew that was what was holding it back. Because mm -hmm. like all my family and friends just come and watch me fight. And you could see like every fight, even like novices were doing the dance before. Yeah. Getting in the ring, sealing the ring. You walk around the ring with your hand on the ropes and you seal yeah. the ring to get keep evil spirits out and stuff yeah. like this. It just stalls the action. Mm -hmm. It's just boring for people. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I've always known that was what was holding it back. So now these bigger shows, like One Championship and I think even sometimes on RWS, like Rajdam Nern and stuff, I think they're doing the Ramoys before now. Mm-hmm. Like before the event starts, getting oh, the fighters okay. in to do it. Oh, nice. They do Good that idea. Lumpini, one Lumpini. So the fighters okay. come in before the event starts and they all get in the ring, do their Ramoy, and then it's mm -hmm. done. Okay. And then no one sees it. And then Fair they enough. just get in the ring, touch gloves, put on, and then they fight. You oh, know? Nice. And that's okay. what people want to see. Yeah. And with the five rounds as well, which was, it was good before in the, in the 90s, before the gambling took over, because it's mm -hmm. all to do with gambling in Thailand. Yeah. So the first two rounds, the gamblers are sort of seeing who's who's going to be the one that's going to get the, the edge of the fight. So they yeah. don't want to give away too much. So the first two rounds were um, always slow. And then yeah. it goes off third round, fourth round. They normally know who's won by the fifth and they like mm -hmm. sort of protect their points. Yeah, and again, that was holding it back. Yeah, That's when one championship came in and they said, right, you lot are fighting three rounds now. It's the best out of three. And, and that's it. Like, and then you got the ref to tell them exactly, to keep that yeah, pace keep up. Going, keep, keep going. And it's Muay Thai. All the yeah. techniques are allowed. Sweeps, everything. 
they actually did that for the first, I think even couple of years. And then they decided to put the MMA gloves on. So the MMA gloves oh, okay. is not what they initially went with. They had gloves on first. Oh, and then they went, that. oh, we've made it even better. Let's put them in MMA gloves as yeah. well. <laughs> and it's just skyrocketed from there. Yeah. But for me, that's that's not even really Muay Thai anymore. It's something different. Yeah, it is, yeah. But it's it's good. You know, it's, 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 they've gives you they, a show. Yeah, like one yeah. championship, they're a marketing machine. Like the, the geezers yeah. that are only like business moguls. So they've taken something that was really, really good. Mm-hmm. All the good bits of it, and put it into one, and now it's it's huge. Yeah, but it's still a market for the traditional Muay Thai as well, with yeah. the Rajnam Learn shows and Channel Seven and stuff, because it's yeah. still still good to watch for people that like that. Also, but if you you want to watch like high level fights with lots of knockouts, everyone's watching one now. That's right. They're throwing out bonuses left, right, and center. Also. Absolutely, and it's like seeing between I think new school Muay Thai. I think they're a little bit more on their toes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Than than to, say for example, if we put um a UK fighter with a Thai fighter. The mm. Thai fighter is usually flat on his feet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not on his toes, yeah. almost like a kickboxing style. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe the new school of Muay Thai growing? A little bit. They go, but it got to be a little bit quicker because you can't rely on shelling up or covering up from the shots because of the MMA yeah. gloves. So mm. you have to sort of move your head okay. and like be quick and you have to engage first. Uh, before yeah. the Thais could sort of sit back and ride stuff on their gloves and then kick, but now they can't because the, the punches are going through because they've ah, only got small gloves I see. on. Yeah. So they're having to be first. Was it four ounces? Yeah, isn't it? yeah. So now it's like you have to engage first, like hit and then move, and then combination hit and then move, and then move yeah. your head and kick. You can't make a show anymore like that because punches are going going through. So it's 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 made. So the it's no longer faster. the judges scoring based on the other person walking them down. It's more like. If you effective, yeah, 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 exactly. Basically, yeah. hit and don't get hit. Yeah, it's, it's kind of changing into that the yeah. kickboxing stuff, but just yeah, a, little a little bit. bit yeah. But you can't do anything about it because you've got four ounce gloves exactly, and yeah. touch. So you, you can't know? shell up and like yeah. kickboxing is a bit like they shell up. I go, you go. I yeah. go, you go. And like, there's, obviously, there's a lot more to it than that. But yeah, yeah. that's what it looks like sometimes. But you can't do that in the MMA gloves. No, you can't. No. You can't. You see it in MMA. They never. Yeah. No one ever makes a shell in MMA. They're moving yeah. all the time. That's true. Yeah. You know. But yeah. but now when it's just striking, you can't take anyone down. Yeah, you got you got to be there and move your head and yeah. kick and punch off the center line. Absolutely, like all the little tricks and stuff. And because um, Muay Thai is a growing sport and kickboxing as well, there's a lot of people are wondering how to cut weight. Now, there's a lot of documentaries out there seeing how they're cutting weights um, <sighs> based on you know like um, either their water intake or like mm. losing water or stuff like that. But what would you advise someone in towards cutting weight, for example? Oh, first of all, I'd advise getting a nutritionist straight okay. away. Yeah, we've had a lot of guys try and do it themselves, and um, like I've I've finally got limited knowledge. Like I'm a, I'm a coach at the end of the day. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not a nutritionist. So mm-hmm. there is nutritionists out there. There's yeah. a guy um, called Peter Miller, um, Conditioned Nutrition. He does a lot of the guys on one championship. Okay, and I've been with him when he's done the weight cut for two of two of my lads. And uh, the stuff they're doing is like down to a science, like it's okay. down to a T. You know, they yeah. know what weight they start at. And then they, they're getting down to like, normally they want them 10% away from the fight weight before they start the water cut and yeah. stuff like that. Stuff like I didn't know that before, you know. So if you're fighting at uh, 63, you need to be 70 kilos at least before you start the water cut, okay. you know. So you use a 10% of 70 kilos, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, there's a lot of stuff going into it. But with the conditioned nutrition that Peter does, they're still eating like nice food and they're not yeah. starving themselves. You know, it's just a calorie intake That's and most carbs and stuff. So basically you're saying don't keep it till the last minute. No, it's got to have be something within yeah, yeah. two, three months at least. Yeah. So you can feel good. Two months at least. Two yeah, months and, at least. And don't blow up in between fights. Yeah. It's because sometimes you get a call up six weeks before. Mm-hmm. And if you're like 15 kilos off your fight weight, you're not going to make it. No. So you need to be sensible in between the fights. Especially as a Muay Thai fighter, because you never know when you're going to get called up. It's not like boxing where you're going to get three months notice. Yeah. yeah. You're like a high level boxer, I mean. Yeah. But in Muay Thai and kickboxing, you need to keep busy to get your get your resume okay. out so if you're going down weight like cutting weight properly you need to keep sort of there you know all the time okay not let yourself get too too um too blown up got it got it okay and summary if someone comes and asks you um what does it take to be a professional fighter and to be a successful professional fighter actually it's what like anything it's, 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 it's discipline discipline the desire. desire you have to really really want it Okay. You know, I'd advise everybody to have like an interclub fight first. Yeah. And if they're really, really buzzing from that and then the coach sees that you've got something, then give it your all. There's no other choice. It's, it's, it's not like going to play like football on a Sunday yeah. or whatever. Like this yeah. is like a hard sport. Yeah, it is. You yeah. know, but if you give it everything and take as much information anywhere you can from anybody, YouTube, uh, other fighters in the gym or whatever, and just watch people train, even if you're injured or anything, you've just got to be obsessed with it. Yeah. Once you're obsessed with it, then the, the 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 skills will come, you know, and the experience will come, and just keep fighting all the time as well. Obsession keep beats talent, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You just got to be busy as well with fighting. That's right. You yeah. can't like fight two, three times a year when you first start out. You're gonna be getting banging out like six, seven, eight fights, you know, Literally. as much as you can. Yeah. So yeah, activity, discipline, and just determination. Awesome, awesome. Well, just to close the show, I like to play a little game with my guests. <laughs> what and you that saw? Game, <laughs> It sounds like it, doesn't he, is it? He's coming out, is he? <laughs> I want to play a game. <laughs> like I play a game. <laughs> and that yeah. game is just to dig a little bit into your subconscious. All right, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to say one word, and you got to reply as quick as you can. Anything that comes to your head after I said that right, word. And it has to be quick, Jay. All, All right. right, quick, quick. Okay. <clears throat> Fight. Life. Mentality. Discipline. Win. Lose. <laughs> you know what? You have the sharpest answers out of all of the guests. You're the quickest one. All right, we got a couple more. Muay Thai. Kickboxing. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's literally Kick. kickboxing. It's like, right, let's go to the next one. Punch. Kick. Concussion. Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> we would know a couple of things about it, wouldn't we? Muay Thai Muppets. Great. Great. <laughs> <Oops. laughs> yes. Thanks very much for no coming worries, through. Mate. I appreciate Thank it. Thanks for having us on. Got there in the end of me. Yeah, we did. Eventually. Yes, Thank you very much for tuning in to MA's podcast. Please like or subscribe, whether you're in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. All right? Have a good one. Take care.